kids to bed dad's home we are the dwo podcast representing the dad world order i am pretty face papa himself mr magnificent mike martin with me not quite always but with me tonight the t-shirt wearing record setting aromatherapy enthusiast and all around pretty cool guy Hey guys, the wrestling t-shirt guy, Cephas. What up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Sorry, Pop was late, delayed. (laughs) Most importantly, we got to give a shout out to our buddy Eric for, you know, he may be joining us here lately, but uh, he's not here with us at this exact moment due to dad duties. Dad duties take you away, you know, so. Yeah. He's got to take care of business, but he'll be joining us hopefully shortly. But even more importantly than that, we have an awesome guest tonight, man. We have Jason Maples, the, I would guess you would say, proprietor and performer and owner and all about everything with Heroes and Legends Wrestling. He's also a, a renowned Santa. He's also <laughs> <laughs> He's also a father himself. So a perfect fit here on the Dad World Order podcast. How you doing, Jason? Man, I'm I'm doing pretty fantastic. Um, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Thanks for joining us. How the heck are you? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. Um, <laughs> living living life down here in the Smoky Mountains, dude, and it's oh, yeah. just absolutely beautiful down here. I love it. Yeah, oh, it is beautiful down there. It's just nothing like it in the world. No, man. We frequent uh, Red River Gorge, oh, okay. Kentucky, and it's just just that openness and peacefulness of those, you know, high ridges and low valleys, man. It's just so cool to see. The air oh, for sure. Very, very therapeutic. But uh, I get uh, our follow up question is what do you keep your thermostat at? Um, 68. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're two for two on that one, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Is that uh, you know us dads? We're right here. You know, we're we're right here. <laughs> that that the same for you? Oh yeah. It's yeah, gotta be chilly. It's gotta be chilly. Mm-hmm. Well, my yeah. house is very efficient though. Like especially down here in the dad den, it is like sixty-five degrees like year round, which is great because when I'm doing uh when I'm making beer, uh, it's a perfect. T- temperature for fermentation yeah? yeah you make beer yes sir that's kind of cool man yeah that's I've, I've been uh, i've been trying to learn how to make moonshine it's it's not that far off it's a few other just little things <laughs> and the mountains <laughs> are the way there it's he's down there in, and fermenting down there in tennessee and he's thinking about running shine <laughs> yeah man <laughs> well you know that. there's there's like uh 40 moonshine distilleries here um but there's still some good old boys that make it back in the woods too that's the best stuff too 
Yeah. So, man, uh, let's tell our viewer, viewers a little bit about yourself, man. How long have you been in the pro wrestling business? Man, so I have to digress just a bit, man. I started doing stand-up comedy when I was 16 years old. So this was back in 1986, and I was traveling around and um, in uh, 19 – no, well – when I was 23, um, I was doing a show in Myrtle Beach, and there was a bunch of wrestlers, um, you know, at the event, and I was making fun of them. They were sitting in the front row, and uh, afterwards, they come up, man. I thought they were going to whoop me, you know, but they just wanted to talk to me. They told me I was uh, pretty good on the mic and that I was, you know, a good-sized boy, and uh, if I ever thought about being a wrestler – that you know that that would probably be a good career choice and they gave me a card and uh, i took it and uh maybe about a year later i hit them up so you know i'm 53 now so it's been a minute <laughs> all right Man, i can't, I can't believe from that. <laughs> what's that i got two questions go ahead go ahead see if i'm sorry about you're it. good i just said i can't believe he's 53 right <laughs> yeah I'm not the old guy for once. Uh, <laughs> Usually I'm the old guy. I'm 43 and I, right. I feel half that most of the time. Um, but were the wrestlers, anybody of note? I mean, anybody popular? It was just, uh, no, they, there were some guys that were, uh, you know, they'd done some TV, but nobody, I mean, it wasn't like celebrity guys, you know, it was just indie guys. Okay. Um, but I, but the card I got was for Ivan Koloff. And, um, oh. so that's, you know, I got brought in old school, man. That's oh, awesome. Man. You got your ass beat. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You got hand bruises. For sure. Well, you man, know, so, something to be said. Well, you know, it, you know, that, that's, that's a big problem today is, you know, I, I don't wrestle very much anymore at all, really. Um, maybe, in April for my birthday, but that's only so my kiddos can watch me. Right. Um, but when I was working, it, it seemed like you go and do a show and I, one time in particular, so I'm just speaking from exact situation. This guy was giving me a hard time, you know, a fan in the front row. I went back to that, um, company maybe three months later and that dude was in a battle Royal. Like he, he was a fan in, in the front row. And then the very next time I was there, he was actually in the ring. And I'm just saying that to say that it's way too easy now to get in the business. Ah, yes. And it's ridiculous. Yes. You know, back when I, when I was training, I sound like I'm that, you know, back when I was in school, I walked up the hill to, you know, both ways barefooted and whatever. But, back when I was training, like it was probably six practices before I even got in the ring, I was doing, you know, knuckle push-ups and sit-ups and, and it was just, you know, I think back then they tried to beat you down, not really beat you down, but trying to wear you down and make sure that you really want to do this and uh, make sure that you, you know, you're not going to wuss out. Um, it was like just a little bit harder to actually get involved. Like football with conditioning, you know, they you know they bring you in and 
you know, push you to your limits before you ever even throw pads or hit the field. Oh man. Yeah. I can remember, uh, I was trying to get in at WCW and, uh, I went down to the power plant. Um, it's when it was down in Atlanta Hell yeah. and, uh, uh, they were training some guys and, and one of the guys started crying in the middle of like doing some Hindu squats and dude, dude ended up that one of the trainers was like, um, lay down on the ground. And he laid down on the ground. He's like, wiggle your arms and legs. So the guy's laying there, you know, and he says, now tell everybody you're a dead cockroach. And he was like, <laughs> I'm a dead cockroach. He's like, get out of my building. And, and <laughs> sent this dude packing, you know, um, and everybody else. I think that was what everybody else that day needed, though, man, because like I was I was so blowed up. But I certainly was not going to lay down and say I was a dead cockroach, not you know, so I, I stuck it out that day for sure. Um, but, you know, again, it was just uh, today is a whole lot different than, you know, 30 years ago. It's different than it was 10 years ago, man. When I I did a little bit of work in myself and uh, I trained a little bit. Uh, I, I trained under a guy named Frank, but I also trained under Cody Hawk a little bit. Oh, and, sure. Uh, I also uh, just one was time. It, uh, was it kickboxer, Frank? Uh, no, it was Frank Hughes. Oh. He's, uh, okay. He honestly, it's, uh, he's not uh, a reputable trainer, but that was my, my breaking into the company, to be honest with you. Understood. Uh, but, you know, when I did it, you know, what the very first day of training for me, uh, when we first took our very first bump, was, okay, now that you've taken your first bump, we're doing a 1,000 of those today. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> And that was our conditioning is we would do uh, reps of a thousand of a, all kinds of stuff. But the first day was bumps. And I remember there was quite a few people who were, weren't able to do it. I almost wasn't able to do it, man. But right. Right. It, 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 when, it, you know, there was, there was some time where I ran a school um, there in Indiana and, you know, I was having the guys do like, I, I modeled my, training after what i had you know trained yeah. and um and so you know we were doing hindu squats and push-ups and sit-ups and and you know a, a lot of cardio a lot of warm-up stuff and this dude was like you know getting ready to be blowed up and i had a flashback to dead cockroach but i wasn't <laughs> going to make anybody do that um like but Bridget. i i i was just like you know i'm not going to have you do anything i wouldn't do and so I'm getting in there doing these Hindu squats with them. And then I'm thinking, man, maybe I'm doing a little too many because this is hard, you know, like, <laughs> and I was blowing myself up. So I was like, all right, we're only, we're only going to do a hundred. <laughs> I forgot how much this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so man, what, uh, when you first started getting into the, the business, uh, what what do you do you have a, a moment that you go back to that you can say that was my I, I I knew I made it moment you know the moment where you felt like you had really earned something really cool is there a moment that sticks out for you is like your first moment that just really was something different um probably the first EWF show I did in um marion indiana um and it was me and greg valentine in the main event yes and um 
Greg chucked me over the top rope on purpose because I my my parents were sitting in the front row. And I told I told Greg, well, you know, we're giving away the business, but I I, I had Greg chuck me. So I landed right in front of my parents. <laughs> and and I, so I'm on the floor selling and my dad jumped up out of his seat and called Greg Valentine a couple choice words because my dad is was clueless. Oh to, boy. You know what I mean? So he's like, Well, you son of a blah, 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 blah. you know, and, and are you crying? I was up? like, you know, that's great that my dad was so invested that he wanted to kick Greg Valentine's ass. And um it was just great. And and then outside of that, man, um uh Mean Gene Okerlund. Um, I, 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 oh my God, that was my buddy. He's my, my six-year-old, almost seven-year-old Noah. Um, he's his godfather. And um, one of the last times Gene came in for me, um, it was my birthday weekend. And he said, Jason, do you mind if I go out and get on the microphone for a minute? And I'm like, no, brother, whatever you want to do, man. He goes, well, come with me real quick. And he sang happy birthday to me at wow. the Coliseum there in Fort Wayne. And uh, it was just a pretty surreal moment. And, and honestly, and, and I got to be really good friends with Gene. And But every time I heard him talk, it brought me back to when I'd hear you know, like when I'd watch WWF back in the day and he's like, yeah. you know, main event is uh, Hulk Hogan and ultimate warrior. And, and that voice, that was always his voice. So anytime I was with him, um, I was hearing in my head, like he was announcing WrestleMania or something. Like and I'm like, you. this dude is, this dude is singing happy birthday to me. You know what I mean? It was just great. Um, and, and I could probably give you stories about like, if you looked back at the heroes and legends website, you know, over the past, you know, we're going on show 19 now and all the people that we've had here, man, it, it, it's like, I've got cool stories about all of them. And these are people, you know, I can't tell you, these are all my best buddies, you know, cause that would be not true. Like I'm, I'm acquaintances with all of them friends with a few of them, close friends with a couple, right? Yeah. I mean, Terrible. nowadays in the business, you know, especially like when someone passes on, you know, they start posting all these pictures. Oh, this was my very best friend in the whole world. And, but <laughs> come on, you know, like, yeah, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like I've got 5,000 people on my Facebook. I can't add any more people, but those are not all my, I mean, they're my Facebook friends. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know 3,800 of them or, or more, you know. Um, <laughs> but fair, I say that I to say. Heroes and Legends. So. What's that? <laughs> I met you at Heroes and Legends and added you on Facebook. So, I, you know. I, right on. Well, but, I, but, I, but at least, like, I know, I know you and we've spoke. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I've got yeah. people on there that, like, I get new people that request me. <laughs> and I can't add them. So then I got to scroll through my page and see who I could delete that I don't ever talk to and that I don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, and that's bad, but I mean, it's the truth. You know, I, I, I don't know you. I've never spoke to you. Yeah. You know, but anyway, uh, let me go backwards. So okay. I just say, 
all those people that we've had here, this is that surreal moment that I've got stories about Kevin Nash, Jerry Lawler, you know, Jake the Snake. And, and these are all guys that I watched on television. And now they're either working for me, working with me, or, you know, working on a show that I'm promoting or I'm traveling with them. And, and I'm just like, I'm in this circle of guys that I used to watch on TV. And it's just cool. It's, you know, like, like, you know, there's this, the whole thing for the last month or so has been on social media. Don't forget to take the picture. Right. Yeah. You guys have seen that, right? Yeah. yeah. I've been doing that with my children and they've been getting pictures with all these guys. They have no clue who half of these guys even are, you know, like, you know, we watch it, but we don't watch it like old school stuff. So, you know, but they've got cool pictures that they've, you know, hung out with some of these guys. And, and, uh, I think that's going to be cool one day when they're adults and they can look back on their memories from dad's wrestling show, you know, and all these cool people that they got to meet and didn't even know who they were. Yeah. It's kind of like, picture of uh steph mcmahon as a little kid sitting with andre you you have some of those moments with your own oh yeah it's really oh, sure rock show. i've got a i've got a very neat picture of my now al almost 11 year old hanging out with cowboy bob orton when he was like three and he was hugging bob orton and bob's got his hand on his head i think he was patting him on the head you know and they were he was like giving him a hug it was just that's a cool picture, yeah, you know, and, and I've got, <laughs> I've got pictures of my son, Noah, who's almost seven and uh, Papa Shango or Godfather is holding him in the palm of his hand, you know, and the same with uh, Vicky Guerrero was holding him. And uh, oh, she's wow. like, well, now, now I'm, I'm like your uh, auntie Vicky. And it's just, it's just cool, dude, you know? So, that's actually, let me take back everything I said. That's my surreal moment is that my kids are now hanging out with some of these people that I watched on TV, you know, when I was not even in the business and I was just a fan, you know, and I use that term lightly, just a fan. Cause I mean, we're all still a fan. If you're not a fan, yeah, you might as well not even be doing this. Right. Brother, I'm a full-fledged mark at this point. I love pro wrestling. <laughs> I'm never going to stop loving pro wrestling. I've, you know, this is my fifth, will be my fifth WrestleMania in a row. My sixth. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I travel for it. I'm, I'm making it, uh, it. It may not make no money, but it is my second job at this point. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't need to make money, man, because I'm working on something I love. I get to rub elbows with giants. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. I, I was able to say, you know, that I've worked events with, with Moxley before he ever became Dean Ambrose. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. There it's, we go. It's cool. <laughs> it's, it's cool to see stuff like that happen, you know? So now it, it's like you're saying, you see things that you grew up with that are now uh, something else to somebody else. And it's just wrestling loves itself. And if you yeah. love wrestling, you can be a part of that. And that's something really neat. You know, you know what's crazy? So before I had Heroes and Legends, I had this little company called EWF, and I had a little tiny building up in Marion, Indiana. I could only seat like 160 people, and I mean, I had some really huge names come through there, but we I used to do this annual tournament called the uh, X8 Tournament, yeah. and like on one of them, we had like Samoa Joe and Tyler Black, and you know, I mean... Wow. 
in that same building, we had AJ Styles and Jerry Lawler, and and uh, uh, we were supposed to get Rey Mysterio, but he he went back to WWE. But I say that as you know, my kids are watching, and uh, you know they'll see you know Seth, and they'll be like, "Well, Dad, you got pictures of him, but like it was when he was a kid, you know, when he was younger." <laughs> and and you know, so we were in Fort Wayne, and. Um, WWF come through and, and, you know, we're sitting up in the front and Seth come around the front and, and give my kids high fives and stuff. And, and we kind of, it was a house show, so it wasn't like they were taping. So he sat there for a second and, and, you know, chatted up my kids for a minute. It was, that was cool. That you know, so awesome. I heard dude, he, he's super cool, man. I, I, I hope that because I mean, it's, in ring stuff, character stuff, whether he's a heel or a face man, he just everything he does is just gold. And they're going to be talking about him 150 years from now. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what it is, man. Professional wrestlers are a different breed of cat, man. 100%. And I'd say 90% of every wrestler I've ever met was cool as a cucumber, man. They're just good people. Some of them are not, <laughs> but but the majority of them, great people, man. I didn't say and CM Punk. Did you? Did you say CM Punk? I ah. did not, and, and I don't <laughs> know Phil at at all. Uh, <laughs> never met him. So he was supposed he was supposed to come in and do a show for me one time with Colt Cabana, and uh, way back before he ever did TV, and then he just didn't come in. I, I don't remember what the scenario was. Back in but, the days of the Pepsi plunge. Yeah, yeah. Never, never ever worked with him. Don't know him. Wouldn't would he wouldn't know me in a you know in a room full of other people. So yeah, yeah I don't I don't I don't know. Nah, I know. I'm just teasing, man. I just I've, I've actually heard he, he is a good dude, but then I've heard the opposite. But I guess, you know, I've also I've actually I've heard people were like Man, that Jason Maples, what a what a jerk, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, really? You know, like I'm hearing this. But you know, we all have those days, bro, where we wake up on the left side of the bed yeah. instead of F the right the world, side of the bed. Uh, you know, I'm gonna burn. And there are there are absolutely days that y'all wouldn't want to talk to me, man. I have those days. We all have those days. Sure. And and I mean, I'm I'm sorry if I ever had that day and made somebody mad. You know what I mean, and then and then you got to think. There's that old story that goes, um, "You're either the hero or the villain of somebody's story, depending on who's telling it." Oh yeah, yes. no? I love that. So I, I mean, that. you know, I, I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm certainly the villain in some stories. Some some well deserved, others maybe not. Well. You know, for for the record, you're a hero in my story, man. You've been extra cool to me oh. every time I've talked. And you well, put thank on you, some man. I, I appreciate that. You I put myself, on some amazing events, man, that have been uh, awesome. And, I, you know, I, I I look forward to seeing the next event that I can attend. Sadly, I won't be able to attend your next one coming up on the 17th, I believe it is. Uh, oh, this, this Saturday, bro, the 13th. The 13th. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It was that date, man. Yeah, we that's are already, no joke, we are uh, we have three members of the DWO right now, and we are spread out at two different indie shows already. Trying to, oh wow, yes. Yeah, so that that's you know, sadly I won't be able to attend, but I, I definitely uh, 
would like to get all three of us there at your next show after that, man. We, we definitely okay. want to hey, that, there, that would be cool, man. We'll set you up a podcast booth, man, and you guys yes. can go live from the show. Yes. That would be awesome, man. We definitely need to get amazing. that together. And, and down there and down there in the south of the Mason Dixon line. Yeah. Speaking of, which, a little harder. speaking of which, while we're talking about it, Jason, if you don't mind, brother, we got to pay the bills, pay the light bills, keep this dad. Oh, yeah. And we have a commercial that we need to air real quick. So if you can just for sure, for sure. Saturday, May 13th, Tri-State Wrestling invades the Fitton Center in Hamilton, Ohio. Blake Wright makes his TSW debut as he takes on Sam Beal. The viral one, Mills Hendricks, battles it out with Justin Xavier. Jake Chris will be squaring off against certified Luke Curtis. The Fanny Pat Kid Cal Hero goes to battle against the Golden State God Carson Drake. Class is in session as the academic standard GPA goes one-on-one with 12 games. In the main event, the TSW heavyweight champion VSK and a partner of his choosing take on Myron Reed and the Wolf of Wrestling Stephen Wolf. It all goes down Saturday May 13th at the Fitton Center in Hamilton, Ohio. Event starts at 7. The doors open at 6. Visit TristateWrestlingOnline.com Sorry about that. Wow. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. If you're in Ohio, you should go to that, or or drive down to Tennessee and come to mine. But that looks like a good show. <laughs> so, Jason, um, I I'm I, I will admit I was not, I'm not that familiar with you as a wrestler. Right. Um, so I did a little Google search and I found a certain IMBD page. Uh-oh. Yeah, I found some interesting things, and I was like, I cannot wait to talk to this guy. Oh, yeah. This first thing, <clears throat> well, the stand-up comedy thing immediately grabbed me. That, yeah, man. I, that makes sense. That very, uh, you know, quick-witted. So I imagine your your style was we kind of shoot from the cup a lot. I mean, did you have set programs when you when you did stand up? Um, a lot. Of you know, stuff? my my style of comedy was celebrity impersonations, and and I could talk like, uh, you know, I'm dating myself, but. Well, I talk like Ronald Reagan and and uh, Pee Wee Herman and Bob Goldthwait and you know. Well, let's hear the Bob. Let's hear the Bob. Here, 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 Bobcat. Hi there. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know. Um, and I actually got to do Bob for Bob, and that's he was awesome. like, "Um, that's pretty good. Thank you." <laughs> um, you know. Even the facial expression. It was. It was. It was a good time. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. <laughs> Bobcat's great, man. He's phenomenal, man. I, I think he's one of the funniest comics ever. Yeah. Yeah, his stand up is a lot of the I've watched him and uh Michael Winslow watch oh, yeah. his stand up and it was surprisingly like very, very really really funny and like he, he you know he is a sound effects guy but he he found the way to, you know took out a whole i think it was an hour-long show oh yeah wrote it i i like hearing him do the um star spangled banner like an electric guitar man <laughs> jimmy hendrix yeah dude it's fantastic yeah. just just great yes i mean a couple of those people from police academy man did really well 
you know, on the, on the comedy circuit, even that chick that was hooks, you know, yeah. the, the really soft spoken lady, you know, she, <laughs> she, she was really good, you know, on, on stage also, man. She, she did some stand up. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. You know, Steve, Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say Steve Gutenberg, although I, I didn't, I think I might've just saw one time where he did something, but I saw a celebrity roast battle that he did. That oh, was pretty really? good. You should check that out if you haven't seen that. It's pretty pretty stellar. I love Rose, man. They always have somebody on there like unexpected. Dude, I, I that's my favorite thing to watch, man, is yeah. um the celebrity roasts. Um I don't know if you saw this, but you know, so I'm also a minister down here. I do weddings. Okay. And I had a couple that was like, You do stand up? And I'm like, Yeah. Like, do you do you do roasts? And I'm like, I have. She's like, can you? She's like, can you roast my parents and my wedding party? Absolutely. And I'm like, are are you serious right now? Because yeah, like I will. And I I and roasted her entire family, including her grandmother and her nine year old son. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great, dude. I was such oh. a heel. <laughs> I see. It, it just goes hand in hand, though. I mean, that's you know, it, that's great. I did see you. I, I watched one match you had uh, with a certain, uh, you know, we don't want to get it confused here. There was another big rig out there. Goes by the <laughs> big rig Rollins. Yeah. And uh, I watched that quite short match. Oh um, yeah. And God, uh, was that? I was wearing pink and black. That was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Beat, <laughs> yeah. You, with a, beat you with a lariat. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it terrible? <laughs> it's like, man, that's worse than the flying crossbody from the yeah. Uh, the Ric Flair. He got <laughs> he got beat by a by a punch to the wrist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we were talking about that like, the other day. We we're like, what do you think like the finishes were in like like the early early like the Carney days? What was the finish back then? <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Like go back in time, showing up at the Carnies and pulling off a Canadian destroyer on somebody. Oh, uh, they would have <laughs> lost their mind. Like pulling out an iPhone. I, I, I imagine it'd be something similar to Michael J. Fox playing that electric guitar in Back to the Future. You yeah, know, they, like back in the fifties, though. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't know how to. They wouldn't know what to think. Just crickets. And yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys ain't ready for that yet. Well, but it, but it, but as you know, it, 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 as long as they got somebody got a finish with a thigh slap. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking of thigh slap. Shout out, Jack. Oh. Jack. You know, yeah, for fun. sure. I, I love those videos. You're right. And, yeah. What an awesome. He's dude. great to us. We're lucky to have him. Oh. us. Yeah, I was going to ask about the. Uh, you already covered it, but uh, the uh, 250 plus impersonations. You know, uh, <laughs> Oh, At one time, you know, I started I started out with just like a ton of cartoon characters, man. Like, hey, boo-boo, and you know, scooby dooby doo and Shaggy, and then you know, all the different my, like really what I wanted to do was I wanted to so I'm I'm pretty decent in drawing as well. I wanted to go into animation and then do the voiceovers for my own characters. Oh, and wow. uh, you know, at that time. Disney, you know, had the live artists in there, but now they're all digital and I don't know how to do that stuff. Mm. Um, I've done some voiceover work, um, nothing to brag or write home to mom about, but, you know, I, I still get to play around with some voices. 
I, uh, I wrote a children's book about a baby Bigfoot. And uh, when I go out and do book readings, I've got a, a Muppet that looks like my little character from the book. And I'll do the voices for him, you know, and I, I don't know what his voice is going to be yet, but um, I'm excited for that. I saw that. I saw you uh, kind of modeled the uh, children's books after or like an homage to your own children. I thought that yeah. was really, 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 really cool. So tip of the hat to you, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. How many children you got, man? So I've got four. I've got a 33-year-old out in California. He's a singer-songwriter, um, Casey Shane. And then um, down here, I've got a 15-year-old, uh, almost 11, and an almost 7, man. Four boys. Wow. Yeah, man. Nothing but blue stripes. <laughs> and and I, I feel bad sometimes. Not really. But my, my wife, uh, she has these shirts she gets called Boy Mom. And one of them says, you know, outnumbered, even the dogs are boys. I, I feel I feel bad sometimes. We had the opposite in my house for a long, long time. It's just oh, my, yeah. my two oldest daughters have moved out. And it's just now like my son and I and my wife, well, all the dogs are, are all female. Yeah. But yeah, it's finally like the boys. So finally the guys sitting at the dinner table, like will agree on something. And mom's the odd one out finally. Instead of sure. always being like, we'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My daughters can be mean. I'm just saying. Right? It happens. Teenage girls, man. That's, that's where all this comes from. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I bleach mine out, man. It, it, and, but when it's not Christmas time, I darken it back up. It's probably um, why I don't look 53. That's I Seriously, I've contemplated that because there's a really, really great Santa um that we're privileged to get to see every year and yeah. drives a red cadillac oh that's nice santa and i'm like that is a great retirement idea like i would love to do that i mean I, you know pay or whatever but just just it, to bring uh, joy to kids man it's one of the most rewarding things i've ever done yeah you seem uh, like a lot of fun man i've seen quite a few of your posts about it and i I, it's, I mean, obviously with the beard, it's something that I aim to do at some point as well. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, man, it happened on a fluke. I, um, some people that knew my family, the dad always had played Santa and he was sick and um, asked my family if I could do it. And so I did it. And then the next year that dad had passed on but she still wanted her kids to have Santa. So she called me again and said, could you do it? And I said, yeah. And then she gave me the suit and I've gone back and except for COVID, um, that was when I was 19 years old and I've been that family Santa every year since I was 19. And I'm like I said, I'm, I'm 53 and about five years ago, um, I stopped in and did the Santa visit and she gave me a present and she said, just don't open this until you get home. I'm like, all right. And I opened it in the car and I didn't cry, man. I, I, I wept. It was every family photo with me as Santa since I was 19 years old. And I, in the pictures, it's those kids all growing up. And now some of them have kids, dude, oh, man. it was 
hands down the best <laughs> the okay. best Christmas gift I've ever gotten in my life. And like uh, you know, even now I'm down in Tennessee, but I tell them, you know, when I come up to Indiana, you know, for the holidays, because my wife's family still lives up there. I'll bring in my suit and I'll still visit you guys. And so that's cool, man. And uh, just to have those, and it's really weird. Like, you know, Santa is supposed to know these families, you know, like I know the kids, but really dude, when I go into this house and it's not pre-studied, like I know this family and I can call them all by name. And, and I mean, I, the, you know, the, some of the adults are, you know, I, I, they were asking me for a bike and an easy bake oven, you know, and now they're in their late twenties. It's just, it's funny. Um, uh, sir, I am a 100% believer in Christmas magic, uh, you know, be damned what the stories are and all that, you know, there is just something, you know, it's people like you that, you know, that help make that possible, you know, and I, I love you know, it. I love everything again, about it. Tip of the hat, sir. That's just, thank that, you. Thank really you. Beautiful, man. That's, that's something that crosses all religions, all creeds, all boundaries. Yeah. Is just having a heart, being somebody for someone in some way, man. And that 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 to be able to see a reflection of what you've done is something that many people don't get a chance to see. So I I, I almost teared up right there myself. Right. <laughs> it, it it's it's great. Like I start I, I started crying a little bit thinking about that, man. Um, Ah, dude. You know, I, I've, I've been in, I've been a Santa longer than I've been in the wrestling business. That's like I, sh I should get a Santa I should get a Santa tattoo, man. I, I probably 100%. need one. <laughs> um, I have to I have to wear these long sleeve, uh, you know that body armor, yeah. like under my Santa suit. Because one time I was playing Santa at like this business, and this little girl was like rubbing my Santa glove, and she saw a piece of one of my tattoos. And she's like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I drew on myself to give directions so I wouldn't get lost. Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. You know, and, and totally, you know, there's a kid, so totally smooth, like, zoom. but I was like, oh, yeah, so now I got to cover that up. Um, That's awesome. But, you know, it's, uh, oh, a million and one stories, too. Um, like, I they had this thing called festival of trees in Fort Wayne that I volunteered to do every year. And this little girl was probably about seven and she come up and, and, you know, I'm like, you know, what would you like for Christmas? She's like, well, Santa, I don't want anything, but my baby brother likes Batman and likes Legos. So if you could get him Batman Legos, that would be great. And the kid, the brother wasn't there, right? And the mom was like, are you sure you don't want anything, honey? Tell Santa what you want. She said, I'd like for my hair to be six inches longer. <laughs> I said, well, Santa really doesn't deal with that kind of thing. You know, I'd, toys. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, but like, why do you want your hair longer? She said, so I can donate it to Locks of Love. Oh, Holy cow. Right? Just, you know, that's good parenting. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that is a child that is selfless, thought of her brother first, but then thinking of others. And I got a bajillion stories like that, man. And that's and I, I, I I've got a I've got a probably a five gallon tote 
uh, I'm not a pack rat, but I've got a five gallon tote of letters to Santa from these kids over the years that have brought me letters to wherever I'm doing a Santa thing. And every year I kind of, kind of thumb through them. There's some favorites that I put on top and I talk to my children about, and, um, it's great, dude. Like I highly suggest at some point you guys put on the red suit, man. It's, you know, yes, absolutely. It, 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 it was, it was absolutely my calling to do it. Uh, I've, I've actually wrestled as Santa before too. You got like, came in and it. came in and came in and made the save, you know, for you the baby. He, he's got a candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> he's putting him on the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man! Pulls a barbed wire, barbed wire ball bat out of his toys, his toy set. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. <laughs> another cool thing. I'm talking with a director now about going down to Atlanta and filming Santa versus Zombies. <laughs> and um, yes. <laughs> and so originally, I well, no, I can't, I can't give anything away about the movie, but the movie was supposed to go a certain story. And literally last night she's telling me, well, I think I want to do this. And, and like Santa ends up as the zombie. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't, but okay. But you know, I don't know. Hey man, um, Santa slay with Bill Goldberg, you know I mean? It's I, well, <laughs> and so I think maybe that's why the director is changing the, the route a little <laughs> bit because that movie already kind of happened. So now yeah. it might go another route, but I'm 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 cool with whatever. I mean, we had Abe Lincoln versus vampires, so I mean now yeah. Santa versus zombies. I mean, it's just, hey, it would be great. That's what the people want, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, oh, do you guys know who Jelly Roll is? Absolutely, I did a show with Jelly Roll. My band opened up for him uh, about four and a half years ago. Yeah. So watch the ACM Awards on Thursday. <laughs> what? <Nice. laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. I've done things. I don't know anybody, don't know anybody <laughs> famous. My band is opening up for Doyle of the Misfits this Thursday. Oh, very cool, man. Where's that at? That's at the Thompson House in Newport, Kentucky. That's super cool, dude. Yeah, it's a really, really cool venue. Uh, uh, so, yeah, on the ACMs on Thursday, um, airing exclusively on Amazon Prime um, during uh, Jelly Roll's performance like i'll be uh on this on the big video wall behind him oh. uh went over to nashville and shot some video for him oh that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool man yeah it's a, it's a new song he's got out called save me oh i love that song yeah yeah it's good heck yeah man do you ever want just saying you ever want to book him on uh, heroes and legends and also book my band I wouldn't say no. I'm just saying. I, I'd, I'd like to have the fundage to book him. Like I'm, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's yeah. a, a, a a fat wallet right now, brother. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot more than it used to be. We'll just put it that way. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. The show we did with him, man, we had to sell tickets uh, for it for our band for the slot, and the tickets were only twenty bucks. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, you, now you ain't getting into a jelly roll show for twenty bucks, that's for sure. No, not at all. And I mean he's he's out on the road, uh I can't remember who all he's got with him, but it's a big show, man. He was 
that was like I always tell people, like you know, you know Jelly Roll now. I knew Jelly Roll when he's a whole like, whole different guy. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing, man. Music, wrestling, comedy, all of this is all the same in the sense that you knew Jelly Roll back when he was a twenty dollar ticket. Kind of yeah. like how when Tyler Black worked for me before he was Seth Rollins, right? Like yeah. it's that big circle of, of change. You know, we all start here. Um, Brutus Beefcake came in and worked a show with us. And, you know, this oh, is yeah. in that, this is that building where, you know, I could only seat like a hundred people, you know, or so. And a couple of the guys were like, marking out on him a little bit like i can't believe you've been in wrestlemanias and now i'm sitting in the locker room with you and there's like 85 people out there and and one of the wisest things i think i've ever heard him say not that brutus says things that are not wise but um he says uh well uh i i work i work wherever i'm booked and i never burn any bridges because you pass the same people climbing up the ladder that you pass when you're coming back down, yes, you know, sir. and, and it's so, it's so truthful that, you know, we, and a lot of people do burn bridges, man. It sucks. But, uh, that's another surreal moment, bro. Like talking about surreal moments, like being in, sharing the locker rooms with all these guys that, you know, they've been to the dance. Like now I was super excited. You know what I marked out for this past week was Carlito uh, Absolutely. coming back out. Yes. How great does he look? Like give him Carly is he looks fantastic. You know, another one is Chris Masters. Holy yeah. smokes, man. Chris could Chris should still be I mean, NWA, not a joke. I mean it's a good it's a good place. Oh, power. Um, but, uh, but Chris is phenomenal. Great worker, good people, great person. Same with Carly, man. Uh, I love, I love Carly. He's such a great dude. And I was very excited to see him get that. I'm, I'm almost certain that was a one-off, but you know, cause we're, cause it was down in Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think Savio was out too. Right. Which blew my mind. Holy yeah, crap. That was, that was yeah. Um, that but of course, they, like they got the loudest time. pops of the night. Yes, yeah. sir. Should have yeah. been main event. Should have been main event. It was, it was great. Great yeah. pay-per-view. Uh, so I didn't watch it. I only watched the stuff with Carly. Um, like, especially this week, man. I'm still out every single day, pounding the pavement. Uh, hanging posters, passing out flyers, getting sponsors, you know, getting door prizes, blah, blah, blah. So I, I don't have time to do anything that's not heroes and legends related this week. I feel you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine what it takes. I mean, the just a little bit of time it takes to put stuff together for this little podcast, but putting on an entire show uh, has got to be. You know, it, it's yeah. typically. So, you know, I ran when I had EWF, I ran shows. Every single Saturday night for 13 and a half years. And some Wednesdays, I did like a free Wednesday show to kind of establish new people mm -hmm. and, and weave them into the story. And hopefully fish hook people that came for free on Wednesday to go watch pay me on Saturday. Right. Um, but 13 and a half years, dude, was my life 
every Saturday. And then I spent Sunday. It was always off. And then Monday through Friday, man, was a grind to try to get a good crowd for Saturday. It was, um, but now it's, you know, twice a year ish, um, for heroes and legends, but that whole six month in between I'm grinding, man. And, you know, every down moment, it seems like I have, you know, you got to do something to, you know, man, it's, it's a hustle. I'll tell you, man, the next, uh, the next Indiana date you got going on, make sure you make sure you let me know ahead of time. I'd love to sponsor a match, whether it be from all of us here in the DWO or we do one with wrestling t-shirt guy or both, you know, uh, right, definitely, right. definitely like to help, uh, keep the shows alive, man. Cause I've, had one of the best times of my life at one of your shows. So definitely. Awesome. Well, I've, I've, I've got the date booked. What's your I just, I, I just haven't released it yet. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You don't, you don't want to pop it here on the show. That's okay. Well, we can, we can, if you want, nah, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk later about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but we'll say that, that veterans get to come for free. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. and, and and it's because it's on a certain day. That's okay. Right. Is it a certain summery day or a fall day? It'd be a fall day, probably in between October and December. Okay. All right. So that sounds like an absolute plan. <laughs> yeah, and, and definitely on a Saturday. Definitely Let's see if you need to get a booth at this particular and, and if we were if we were playing dice, you know, that the number that's a snake eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying anything, but I think, I, I think I'm smelling what you're stepping in. So that's yeah, it. Be in Terre Haute, or, or where is that? It's what? Where is it? Where exactly at? In Indiana? Um, it, it would it would be Fort Wayne at the Allen County oh, War Wayne. Memorial Coliseum. Okay. All right. Well, for the record, I love the shows where other venues where you can only fit like a hundred people. Yeah, they're like a, like a you know, and I do like too. I, I really As think that it's like an intimate show, right? Yeah. yeah. And no matter where you seat, it's a good, you know, wherever you're at, it's a good seat. Um, problem is, um, there's little to no money to be made at a show like that. And so, you know, first and foremost, it's a business. I mean, if I had endless pockets, and I could just run shows like that just to have a show, then then I would like a small show like that. It would be fun. Like some of the best bands I've ever seen have been in a small club. Some of the best comedians I've ever seen have been, you know, at a small comedy club. Mm -hmm. um, so I get it. There's that feeling of um, it's a more intimate setting. And I'm seeing this with only like 50, 60 other people or what have you. And I dig it. Um, there's, there's a, uh, a club up in, um, hello from big rig. <laughs> Sorry, wait, I'm from work. Poor guy. I got stuck there late. Um, that's there's our, a, uh, we a guy, are a trio of hosts, but one of our oh, guys had to work. In the night, so. There's a guy that has a nightclub up in Chicago around Wrigleyville called the HVAC pub. His name's Damon. What's up, Damon? If you're watching, um, and he brings bands in like all the time and, and it's not a tiny place, but less than 250 people ish. And like, he had like Coolio in there and he had the dude from the guys from bone thugs and harmony. And, and, yeah. you know, you didn't even know who you were going to go see 
until the curtain went up. You would just go like a mystery concert. And then like they have these big name acts in there. He was yep. trying to get Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, you know, to just play, you know, how cool would that be, bro? Right. You know, like, um, that's, that's a neat element. I, I, years ago, Coors Light did this thing where it was the mystery concert and yeah. you just bought a ticket and you didn't know who you were going to see. The ticket was like twenty nine ninety five, And, you know, I, I had went one time and it was during this particular artist's like explosion into music, but this guy named Richard Marks, um, who was a pretty famous, do you know who he is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he had that song right here waiting Wherever for you. you go, yeah. 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 Whatever you do. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know who it was going to be. And then they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Marks. And man, people went nuts. There were some people that were like, oh, that sucks. You know, they're expecting somebody else. Now we want Lenny Kravitz. You know, I mean, I don't know, but um, it was it was uh, it was cool. And I I sometimes like to do that with heroes and legends, and I'll book somebody and not tell anybody that person's there, just so we can have that aha moment. You know, um, like about two two shows, two or three shows ago. Um, I was, uh, I, I wrestled, uh, Rod street and, um, ended up, um, Santino Morella and Sandman came down to the ring to, to assist me. And, you know, Rod, Rod got nailed with, uh, Cobra and got hit with the kendo stick and it was just great. God, and like and that, it wasn't advertised in any way, shape or form. And the fans were like, you know, had some fan tell me that seemed like an old school WrestleMania moment where the legends come out and you didn't know they were coming. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I love, I love stuff like that. So like, what's that decision? Like, cause that's a fine edge sword there. Like, because someone, you know, you put somebody like that on, you know, on your promotional uh, information and that can be more tickets sold and stuff like that or you know you you make that kind of moment and then you're making fans you know long-term fans sure so, so let's say that you're in the audience and you are a diehard ecw fan right mm -hmm. and i've got sandman hid in the locker room you don't even know he's there and then all of a sudden you know enter sandman plays you're like oh my god right well, now guess what? The next show, you're like calling your buddies. We got to go because we don't know who might show up. Yep. You know, like it's, it's, you got to have those moments long and time. it's not really a loss, man. Like, you know, like, so, you know, of course, Sandman gets a payday and a flight and a hotel or, or whatever you might decide to do that with. But, you know, you still got people that are there already and you, you've created fans that will come back to your next show because they had a memorable moment. And, and that's what we have to do with fans of wrestling is we have to create memories that are worth repeating, yes. you know, that they, they come out, they have a good time and they want to come back because they know for those two hours, um, everything outside those doors doesn't matter right now. I'm having a great time with my family, my friends or whoever I showed up with and we're watching wrestling 
and I can get lost in these two hours. I can be a fan. I can scream and boo at the heels. I can cheer for my favorite baby face. I can love what I'm doing and I can go back to work on Monday and start my grind, but I'm going to have fun this weekend. And, you know, I don't mind paying it for a ticket and buying a t-shirt and eating a, you know, a $7 hot dog and a $10 beer. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to have fun this weekend and I'm going to have fun this night. And I want to be a fan, you know, I don't get to do this very often, but one of my, one of my last shows, I had an exceptional amount of help. Like I, I asked for volunteers to come and help with the show and, you know, help at my tables and blah, blah, blah. And I literally had about five matches worth of, I wasn't being pulled in 10 directions and I got to sit down and watch the show. Oh, wow. awesome. And I, I had an absolute blast, had my kids sitting with me and I'm watching over here and my, my, he was five at the time, Noah, he's like clapping cause Hornswoggle was doing something funny and just that might now be my surreal moment of, you know, <laughs> that, that I'm, I'm watching something that I created with my kids. Like it, it never ends, bro. Like my, my next surreal moment will probably be this Saturday, you know, like it just, it's all a surreal moment. Like I, I, I didn't, I never wanted to be a wrestler. I never wanted to be a promoter. I wanted to be a stand up comic. Uh, I wanted to be an actor. That's what I wanted to do. And um, I've, I've done it and I still like to do it, but I love wrestling and I probably will never stop. Um, it's good. <laughs> it's been absolutely nothing but positive energy for me. And, you know, that's why I continue to do this. And like Cephas was saying, like, this is a second job, you know, that pays absolutely nothing, but what it, yeah. and monetarily, but what it, what it does for my just Zen and overall just, you know, energy is, is, is worth its weight in gold. And we uh, all have to have an outlet, man. And this is that for me. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It's funny you say that. Escape, you know, and this makes it's it what? My wrestling is my escape from the stress of yeah. life, and yeah. this is to celebrate what helps me escape, and it, it's it pays itself back. Man. Yeah, I um, I've I've had some really cool moments within pro wrestling, and and uh, stories. I, I had a guy that sent me. Uh, he, he messaged me one time. He said, Hey man, I got something that was my dad's and I'd like to send it to you. I'm like, okay. And he sent me a photograph of me with his dad, uh, from like when he was a kid and his dad used to come to my shows before like he was born or something. I don't know. This, this guy was like 20 something. And, um, he, he called me up. I guess he knew when the tracking number hit or whatever. He called and he said, it's in your mailbox. I'm like, all right, cool. And I open it up and it's this picture. I remember his dad. His dad is now passed on. And uh, he said, I just wanted you to have that photo. I'm like, okay, like, isn't this like, like, I, I, I didn't know how to respond to that. And he was like, well, I have my own copy of it. And I said, cool. I ended up signing it. And I sent it back to him and I told him to send me the other one now, um, which he did. So now I have it. But 
uh, I sent him the, the signed one and he called me and, and just cried on the phone with me and just said, you know, you're my dad used to talk about going to your shows on 34th and Adams, which is where my little arena was. And he said, um, that was my dad's outlet every Saturday night, uh, to, to get away from my mom. Um, you know, but it was just, it was neat that we become something for somebody and we don't even realize that, that we are, you know, as a wrestler or someone doing a show or like maybe you with your band, yeah, people are coming to watch you to escape their normal humdrum thing that they got going on in life. And you are an outlet for them. Oh, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Looks like Mike had a little technical difficulty there. Oh, that's all right. Mike, I'm glad I got to see you. <laughs> um, I don't know how to fix but, these things. <laughs> but I, I think that's really awesome that, you know, we sometimes you, you think about it. Like, if, so if you were promoting your concert, right? Yeah. Um, it's, well, I put 100 people in the crowd tonight at $10 a ticket. I just made 1000 bucks, And it's all business to you. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, you just created memories for a hundred people and next week, next month, next year, five years from now, 10 years from now, these people are like, Hey man, do you remember when we were over in Ohio and we watched that band that opened up for jelly roll? Cause we bought one of them $20 tickets and we had a great time and yeah, man, it was my 21st birthday and I got drunk for the first, you know what I mean? Like you created a memory and so I say that to say it's, yeah, he's, what's up, man? You're back. MacBook we crash. missed you. We missed Mac you so much. The MacBook crash, dude. That's crazy. Um, we were talking about building memories again, man. I was explaining that, you know, even like wrestling is the same as these concerts. And, you know, when, when he's doing a concert, you know, next week, next month, next year, whenever someone's going to say, Hey, remember when we went and watched that concert with that band that opened for jelly roll, we paid 20 bucks ticket, man, that was the best concert we've ever been to. You know, the same could be said for some of these wrestling shows, man, wherever it's at, you know, remember when we went and watched, you know, Seth Rollins before he was Seth Rollins. Remember when we went and saw the prototype before he was John Cena. You remember when, you know what I mean? Like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. You? That's yep, I saw him in Fairfield, Ohio. There you go, man. You remember when we went and saw Leviathan and now we just watched him in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? You know what I mean? Like, these are moments that are created because of professional wrestling, and, and that's why I'm a big fan. Yeah. Like, I just love, I love everything about wrestling. I often compare wrestling, I use the analogy of, like, when I'm trying to explain the feel of indie wrestling, I, yeah. I, I, I use concerts as, you know, music concerts as that explanation. Sure. And like around here, our big venue is Riverbend. And that's where like, yeah, you know, the, the big outdoor facility. Um, that's Cincinnati, know. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you see a concert there and, it, you know, there's hundreds. If you know, I've only been there. there. I've been there once. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Tom Petty. Oh, nice. Good one. Yeah. 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 Good one. Um, but, you know, then you can if you go to a little hole in the wall place and you see a band and then, you know, you get to be, you know, 
10 feet from them and go to their merch table and meet the band, take a picture. Oh yeah. Talk to them, whatever. And have that intimate experience, man. It's, it's so much more fulfilling. And that to me is what indie wrestling is. It is seeing, you know, your favorite band or, or a, a lesser known band, maybe to most, to the general public, you know, but to a true right. fans of the art, you know, they're, they're somebody and getting to see them and that kind of before they're big, you know, I got to see, I see ring of honor shows back in, back in the day in Dayton fairgrounds. Around sure. And, you know, seeing CM Punk before he was, you know, big time and, and uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. And, uh, you know, Exactly the same thing. It's you know seeing these guys that are you know on and been in WrestleManias and stuff like that, and I've seen it for a twenty dollars ticket. Yeah, Fuck funny, yeah. funny story. When I was living, I lived. I mean, so when I was doing comedy, I went down to Myrtle Beach and did that show where I met those wrestler guys. But I moved to Myrtle Beach and lived there for a little while, and uh, I used to go to this place called the Purple Gator all the time, and we had this little local band there. Um, it was like $5 cover all the time. And they were just the locals. And my brother came to visit me one time. He's like, anything going on this weekend? I'm like, ah, just this local band. But, you know, I've seen them a bunch. They ain't never going to be nobody. It was Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, you know, oh, but, but, but I, I used to like hang out with those dudes all the time and firehouse and spin doctors and all them guys, you know, would, were they were like the little local, it was their loop, you know, that they came through like indie wrestlers do their little loops. You know what I mean? They go to these different little feds and the first Saturday of every month they're in this city, the second they're in this, and then they circle around and they make these little loops and then their loop gets a little bit bigger. And then it gets a little bit bigger and then it gets a little bit bigger. And now they're, you know, at WrestleMania, you know, it's, yep. it's, that's how it works, you know? And so Hootie was selling out this little purple gator and then he's playing Clemson stadium and then he's playing, you know, and now he's opening up for who, you know, and now he's, you know, a, a cat, you know, not a caddy, but a, uh, you know, a Grammy winner and, and all that, you know, it's just, it's really the same thing, man. Yep. The same thing happened with me, man. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, Billy Strings, he came to see a band that we were opening up for, and he was in the back, and he was just hanging out with us, and we were just drinking, having a good time. I had no idea who I was hanging out with, you know what I mean? And this is the youngest Bluegrass yeah. Award-winning artist of all time, you know what I mean? It, it blew my mind when I realized that I was with somebody so uh, legendary, but like you said, that was his loop. He would come to the Thompson house sometimes and see That's shows. Cool somewhat near where he's at so it, it just worked out that way so yeah well that's that's very cool man i i i like hearing stories about elbow rubbing you know and, and meeting people that when you, meet you know your they're people. just they're just people Again, yeah that's, that's been the cool experience so far i mean we've been doing this uh, a little over six months now and just the people that we've got to meet in this short amount of time just by going yeah. to you know small shows and and meeting people, you know, it's like we got to take the, you know, the figure four horseman picture with Arn Anderson. Oh yeah. I mean, just, I got to meet, I take photos, man. Yeah. We got to, we got to meet Kevin Ash and he held, he put my belt over his shoulder, you know, that's that's cool. Kevin's a good dude, man. That was, was that was a great moment. That was a great moment too. I, I think it was, uh, heroes and legends, 
five or six, maybe five. I had Hall, Nash, and Pac on the show, and uh, it was great. But n- nothing will beat number one. I had Bret Hart. I had wow. DiBiase, Jimmy Snuka, Demolition, Jake, you know, or not Jake, um, Coco, Ron Simmons. I mean, dude, I had like 20-some names. Jake, Jake Roberts and, is on damn. my short list of people I, I have to meet. Jake's like, good, dude. I like I, I gained such a new. I watched a A uh, and E documentary about him, man. And, yeah, and then that made me go back and and watch things. Like as a kid, I remember being a fan. Obviously, you know, he had the snake; he was cool, but not really realizing the complexity of that character, man. And going back and watching stuff as an adult and those promos and just his delivery of everything, God, it was masterful. Oh, he would talk to you. Yeah, I just he never raised his voice ever. He was just. Well, sometimes it's that quiet voice that really commands the most attention. You know, I've always thought Jake was one of those guys that had you right here. Yes, sir. You know, and I just, I just remember, I just remembered another aha moment, man. Give it to us, baby. So I I had a show where I booked a guy and then the guy who was going to work him wasn't there. And my brain, I'm like, well, who am I going to get to work him? Shit, I'll work him. And so I wrestled Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Oh, <laughs> and and Jimmy's like, hey, brother, you want me to go off the top rope, brother? And Wonder. I'm like, absolutely, bro. <laughs> yes. See, I'm like, I'm like, it. a matter of fact, it would be really cool if you put me through a table. <laughs> oh, no problem, brother. Let's do it, brother. And so I'm laying there on the table, and Jimmy's got his hands up. And dives off the top rope and slams through a table. And I, 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 I'm sure I was smiling. It was just, it was cool. Right. Yep. But then here's the greatest, the great moment from heroes and legends one, he and his wife, Carol came in the night before and we went out to a Chinese buffet. He's like, brother, you know, I'm getting old, baby. He said, I don't know if I can go off of the top rope. He said, okay, if I do the second rope, brother. And I'm like, absolutely, man. You don't even have to go off the rope. And at the time, um, he was part of like a Survivor Series match. You know, it was him and three other guys on, on a team. And and I said, you don't even have to go up, brother. Oh, no, brother. You know, when the Jimmy Snooker on the show, they want to see him go off the top rope. Right. And I'm like, all right. And so... The whole day during the convention part, you know, my shows are always fan fest during the afternoon, matches at night. Every fan that came up, maybe not every one of them, but seven out of ten were asking him, Jimmy, are you going to go off the top rope? His answer was exactly the same for every single one of them. He says, brother, if a Jimmy Snooker go off the top rope tonight, I'm going to go like this. And if I go like this, it means I'm jumping off the rope just for you. Okay. Wow. Well, he, he did that to every, every time he's ever jumped off the rope. He did that anyway. Right. But I promise you, I promise you this. He got on that second rope and he jumped up and both of his hands went up in the air like this. And it was a pin drop moment. All these people that had spoke to him, you could almost see them going, oh, oh my God, for me, he's doing that for me. Right. 
<laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, wow. And it was just, you know, they were living vicariously through through an old guy barefooted jumping off a second rope because he went like this. <laughs> and and Jimmy was such a great dude. I miss that guy too, man. God, wow. Uh, I was very thankful. Man. I, uh, I had a, I did a meet and greet. I drove all the way out to Indianapolis, uh, probably about ten years ago, and I met Rowdy Roddy Piper. And uh, oh sure, oh when I oh talked, um, was he was he at a, a convention in Indy? Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe it was Days of the Dead or something. Yes. Well, yes. okay, so maybe not the same one. I've got, a, I've got a, I won't even share it, but I've got a great Rowdy Piper story too. I'll share Look. with you sometime mm -hmm. off camera. But it was Absolutely. because it was because of something he was doing in Indy that he came up and do, did my show. Oh yeah, wow! He, he just shared one line with me that really stuck with me, man. Because we we talked for fifteen minutes, and he made the like I the line took forever because of our conversation, and uh, I thanked him for it, man. He said, "Well, man, let me tell you something." He's like, "For you, this is just fifteen minutes of you know uh, this is or for me this is just fifteen minutes of my day, but for you." This is a moment you've been waiting for your whole life. He's like, I have done something in your life that have made you care about me enough that you drove two and a half hours or whatever you said it was to come see me today. So I wanted to make sure that I showed you that same respect. And it blew my mind, man. And he, I was starting my band back then. And he told me that if anyone ever wants an autograph, he's like, I don't care how angry you are. He's like, you turn around and you take that autograph and you take a picture and you say, thank you. And I'm, yeah approach that you know my rest of my life that way so you know it's crazy you know wrestling's full circle 100 percent. shout out 100%. to uh, the real belt collector yep up, shout man? out brando got a little something something in the work for us Ooh. you guys getting a belt made the we're working on the dad team championships oh. nice <laughs> uh Apparently we 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 run freebird rules around here. Okay. <laughs> sometimes it's three, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's a different combination of the two. Whatever. Right. And the PS that was that was a neat concept. Right. <laughs> I like seeing the new day bring it back. I thought that was neat. I, I, I was just about to say the same thing. The new the new day really did uh, did that justice. Yeah. yeah. It's. I, I gotta say that like during the new day's run, I wasn't like invested in it, but like in hindsight, I, like I really appreciate what what they did. Yeah, for sure. My uh, my favorite moments are Kofi's eliminations from the Rumble and how he gets back in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've missed out on, the, out on those a few times the past few times, but seems yeah. like a few spots here and there. I think initially for me it was like because they, I had, I'm always reading websites and stuff like that, and they had pitched them they were going to be like the new nation of domination, and they came out and were not that at all. And right. I was like oh, <laughs> I, I guess for me kind of a letdown because I was expecting you know I got to see the nation of domination you know, and it's glory day, and this was. <laughs> Some like positive energy, you know, like gospel-y kind of group. And I was like, oh my, what? No, this is not what I was expecting at all. 
Hey man, I've been to six manias, and like I said, this the the best moment still stands with Kofi winning the title. Nothing. Yeah, that, 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 that that crowd had to be insane. I've I've yet I've yet to go to one, man. Really? I, I need I need to. So you're going to Philly then, right? Is what you're saying. Um, is that the next one for my wife? Yeah, the next Philly. one is in Philly, man. And we're trying trying to get everybody I know to go to that one. Philly's a good town, man. That that might work. Oh no, Philly's not a good town. Have you yeah. been to Philly? <laughs> I have been to Philly. I enjoyed Philly a lot, actually. Well, no, yeah. let me sh- let me share this with you. You could probably find it on my Facebook page if you Google it, Philadelphia <laughs> post from me. Right, like yeah. so. Look for a post from me about Philly. Um, you know, the Rocky statue is no longer at the top of the stairs. Yes. But I but I still ran the steps and my baby Same. brother was playing the dun 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 yeah. and we watched we watched a rat run up the stairs and we <laughs> videotaped the rat running up the stairs to that song as well. Did he beat um, you? No, 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 no. Hell man, I I was running good, brother. Hey, uh, I out, I outran my teenage daughter up them stairs. Dad, yeah, wait up. I got the video. So still. we tried to go find Rocky's apartment. Did you mm-hmm. did you go f- look for his apartment? No, we didn't. We Ubered around. So we don't. <laughs> he said go. So here if we I are. One thing from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I stay away from. <laughs> West yeah. Coast. So eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. Eleven o'clock at night. We oh drive over. We drive over to <laughs> where Rocky's apartment was. It is on a one-way street that dead ends into a little alley that you have to take a right-hand turn down another alley, and his apartment's right on the little corner. There are crackheads, hookers, homeless people sleeping on this road. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even thinking about what we're witnessing sitting <laughs> along the uh, on the road. I just roll my window down, and I'm like, hey, which one of these is Rocky's apartment? My brother punches me square in the shoulder. Roll your window up, man. These are not the kind of people you ask where Rocky's apartment is with a Tennessee license plate. And this dude starts wandering over to the car and reaching for his waistline, man. Like, I think we were about to get ganked. And my brother stomps the gas. We run over some dude's bicycle that he threw out in the the middle of the alley. They were trying to stop us, dude. It may look like a crackhead. But but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say all that to say you'd think they would keep an iconic location like that really nice. They don't. Mm. It was it was horrible. And we, even I wouldn't I wouldn't go back there during the daytime. And then of course Mickey's gym is all boarded up and I mean it, you know. So I guess and oh we did we did walk to two different cheesesteak places. To get like the best Philly cheesesteak. Pat's and, and then yeah. Which one you Dino's like? was one and the other one Pat's. was like maybe a couple blocks away from it. It was literally within eyesight. Pat's Pat's, yes. Literally across the street from each other. Yeah. And so, so I go to the Pat's. I go to the Pat's it. one. Well, I said, I want it how the normal people get it here. He's like, onions and cheese whiz. And oh, I'm like, Oh yeah, dude. I'm like, okay. And so we cut that one in half, and then we cut one in half over at Gino's. Exactly. And something. Gino's, I think I liked it better. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah did you like Pat's better? Man, I was a Pat's guy. 
I, and but, then and then yeah. we went to uh, you know Blue Meanie always posts about this bar McCloskey's Tavern or whatever, and so uh, we went in there in order to Paps Blue Ribbon because Meanie's always posting about it. Are, yeah, hold, hold my calls. <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really mess with the cheese whiz until I went to Philly, and now cheese whiz is like the only way I you know to, to do with Philly now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of cheese whiz, bro. No, but on a Philly cheese though, like that was that was it, man. That was definitely it. Yeah. Well, when I said I want to order it like the locals, you know, he's like onions and cheese whiz. I'm like, that just sounds gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay, let's do it. We went right from Philly to Boston, and it was just such the the culture was just so great, man. I loved it. I love Boston. I like I like Boston too. I do too. My I got family that up that way. My I like I like hearing people from Boston talk. Oh yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's 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 a wicked good time hearing them talk. (laughs) My grandmother's from Lowell, Massachusetts, which is right outside of Boston. Grew up with her whole life. Michael, take out the garbage. Well, that's great, Jason. We've had you on here for an hour and twenty minutes, man. I uh, oh mercy, that's been a that's been a long chat for sure. I, well, you, you know, I think the longest podcast I did was two and a half hours, and I didn't realize that it had been that long. I, I could that. talk. I mean, I, I I could talk all day, but um, my kids are probably wondering where I'm at. I I had to come outside. I'm actually. In my truck because if I if I tried to do this inside, my kids would like have uh, I was like, I been was, bouncing I off the wall. I was like, that's that's like, <laughs> on the Boston theme. That's wicked smart. <laughs> well, you know because because they they would be going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jason. With that being said, man, I guess we'll go ahead and let you go. But I gotta say, we definitely need to get you back on here when we're a trio because I know Ben. Sure. Ray- out on asking you a few questions tonight. Any, any, any time, man. And and when I start publishing or publicizing the date for that other show, because you know we really didn't divulge that. No, um, we'll uh, we'll we'll square that away and get that. you guys up. So, man, yeah. hey, we'll, we'll get it figured out. We'll get a table. We'll come. We'll come meet. We'll get a picture together and stuff. And cool, cool. Can can I can I pimp my show out real quick for Saturday? Just about to say, go ahead and, and give all your uh, your stuff you want to plug. Oh, uh, we can see it. Uh, so this Saturday in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, Heroes and Legends 19, uh, we've got some great people on the show. Of course, our title holders, Anthony Toatelli, Chase Stevens, Ari Alexander, Drew Skills, and Sam Knight, the tag champs, Cody Lee, the cruiserweight champ, uh, Butterbean, uh, Tony Atlas, Heath Slater, Ron Fuller, the Godwins, um, Sabu, um, uh, Thunder Rosa, Jordan Grace, um, Shug Dunkerton's coming back. Of course, the slap heard around the world. Dr. David Schultz is going to be here. Oh, Hopefully wow. no one asks him if things are, you know, less than real. Um, we've got the <laughs> girls from WOW, Amazing Maria and Haley J. AJ yes. Kazana from uh, NWA. He's one half of the tag champs. Heck of a worker. Uh, the boogeyman will be in the house. He, we do got a bunch of worms. That's going to be kind of gross, but you you, you got to see this, man. It's, it's a one-in-a-lifetime thing. And then, of course, we've got Dr. Tom Pritchard, uh, one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, we've got a seminar early in the day. If that's your thing, come and sit under the learning tree of the doctor, um, and, and I'll be there. So you got to come see me. 
Um, I wish you guys could make it down, but I get it. You got that you deal to go to. The 20th for us. What's that? <laughs> Can you just like postpone it to the 20th for us? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I would love to do that, but I can't, man. Can you just call everybody involved. Oh, uh, man. Uh, oh, oh, and Woofie, Woofie D, bro. Woofie D? Woofie. Yeah, Woofie, man. He's, uh, Woofie's in the house. Anytime I hear someone say anything about Woofie, uh, it makes me think of Marty Janetti because he does the woofy woof thing. Yep. Have you ever seen him do that? Poor Janetti. Yeah. Uh, I know, man. It's getting better, man. He's, hey, uh, we're all about the Woofie around here. Yeah, he, uh, right. Um, he, uh, he's doing well. I just saw he was at that eighties con this past weekend, uh, hanging out with Eugene and, um, Val Venus. Um, so I'm sure his ankle wasn't bothering him at all this weekend. Um, no, not at all. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you very much for having me on. Um, and, and chatting as long as we did. I appreciate you guys. And anytime you want to have me back, please don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, we, we want more than 250 impersonations. Oh, I got yeah. you, man. Make sure you guys yeah. check out Heroes and Legends Wrestling. They're on Facebook. I'm sure they're on every social media, but I know for a fact they're on Facebook. So check them out on yep. Facebook. Ab- absolutely. Yep. Thanks, guys. And we'll plug our own stuff. Hey, if you're watching this and you're not subscribed, what the heck are you doing? Subscribe. We like or to watch the numbers go up. Yeah. We're not trying to make money. I just like the satisfaction of knowing that people are watching. Can I tell you one more thing? Go sure. ahead. Absolutely. So my six-year-old thinks he has a YouTube channel. <laughs> he does not, okay? <laughs> but we will be out in public, and he has this shirt with a husky dog on it, right? And this lady just was like, oh, I love your shirt. He's like, oh, thanks, lady. I love you, too. Make sure you click like and subscribe. (laughs) And we're out driving in the Smoky Mountains, and we see bears almost all the time. And there's this big mama bear climbing up a hill. He rolls his window down. He's like, hey, Mr. Bear, I love you. Click like and subscribe. Like, And I'm like, son... The bears don't have TVs. He's like, they do. They have a cave and they watch my crazy show. I'm like, all right. So I I totally want to get my kid a YouTube channel. I mean, things went really well for that Ryan kid, you know? Hey, my kid had YouTube videos before I did. He made made toy videos. Oh, stop motion? Yeah, just stuffed animals and voices. Oh, my God. Yeah, like we could probably do that, man. I love it. Hey, real quick. Uh, you know what's red and bad for your teeth? No. A brick. <laughs> Dad joke of the day. Oh, I got one for you. Yeah. So one of the one of the heroes and legends shows, we did a stand up show the night before, and so I'm up on stage doing my bit, and Noah, he he's like. An apple not fall far from the tree, right? Yeah. He just walks up on the deal and like, Dad, I want to tell a joke. And this can either go really great, I'm thinking, or this is going to really not be great. ALA, I love it. <laughs> and so I asked I asked the fans, I'm like, do y'all want to hear Noah tell a joke? And of course, they're like, yeah, you know, who's going to boo a six-year-old, right? And so he yeah. gets on the mic and he says, Dad, why did the, or no, he says, why did the bear cross the road? 
and the the fans they gave him the proverbial i don't know why did the bear cross the road he's like he thought it was he thought he was a chicken <laughs> it killed him and, and so it was great and they all laughed but i looked at my wife that night and i said you know what if my son ever decides to go into a career path he just beat me. I did my first stand-up routine when I was 16 years old. My kid did it at five. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> seriously. And I've got a picture of him up there holding the microphone. He looked like a freaking little pro. It was. He's got so much charisma. It 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 makes me sick, man. I mean, I'm I'm overjoyed with it, but it it kills me that that he. It's just, so, it was so very matter of fact and won't skip a beat telling someone to like his YouTube channel. It's funny. What, that's something you can't teach, man. That's something you either you have or you don't. Oh, he's, he's a little clown. He's a, uh, next, next time we do this, man, I'll have him make a cameo and, and tell you guys, Hey, tell you a joke. Yeah. I love, I love the teeth, the brick teeth, man. That's, that's great. <laughs> if I use it, I'll give you royalties. No worries. <laughs> There's another little something something, but we I kept it a little PG. So oh, do you know why? Do you know why Mother Nature only made one Yogi Bear? No, I don't. Know. She tried to make a second one, but she screwed up. You know, made a boo boo. Boo boo. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a dad joke for you. Anyway, guys, uh, appreciate it. Wife just came out to say hey. So uh, my my kids are probably. Where is wondering it? where I'm like did dad leave and go get a new family? You know, so I, I need to probably run in. All but right. I, I I appreciate you guys very this much. Is, Thank you, and uh, we'll see you uh next time. This has been Jason Maples. We are the Dad Word Order Top Dads. Dad, 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 dad.